Oh, brother! Carol Baskin. Yeah, brother. Carol Baskin. Fuck that Carol Baskin's bitch. Puka shells, motherfucker. Look at him. What's up, boy? That's fantastic. (laughs) Oh, God. That's worth the price of admission. Is that Vince? Is it Vince Matulos on the uh, on there? <laughs> <laughs> Is that Bronco Nagurski? Right. What's going on, fellas? <laughs> What's crapping? It's a wild week, man. Wild week. Slugging it out. Oh. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Having my quarantini. Oh, nice, nice. Well. Everybody, welcome back to another episode of The Tailgate Show on the Brawl Network. We've got the Hulkamaniac himself, B. Diddy, a.k.a. Brian Quinn, B34 on Twitter. We've got the ultimate deadhead master, the tie-dye king. You've heard of the Tiger King. He's the tie-dye king. It's Air Jer, a.k.a. the golden unicorn. The 69 Pony, the captain, AirJair54 on Twitter, and I am A-A-A-R-O-N-T-O-R A-A-A-R-O-N, on Twitter. What's going on there, <laughs> fellas? And that's it. Just like that, he's out. He's he, out. John, he, he came in Hulkamaniac, and he left John Cena. Good talk, guys. <laughs> I'm going to go watch Wrestle WrestleMania now. <laughs> I'm sorry to interrupt you. I'm so sorry to interrupt WrestleMania with no crowd and, and Palm Sunday. Oh, that's oh. right. Are you good? You, did you get your palm? Not yet, but the jerky. Rosie, Rosie Palmella and her five sisters. <laughs> you are quarantine, double good quarantine. You love quarantine oh, let me tell you something, brother. Quarantine's oh, not yeah, treating you well. <laughs> let me tell you something, brother. I'm gonna choke brother, you out, brother. Brother, brother, we brought in a new quarterback. His name is Nick Foles, brother. He got a big schlong. It's hanging low, and he's gonna slap it right on Mitch Trubisky's face, brother. He. <laughs> so that's the big wow. news. Though. I just... <laughs> he's dropping his balls right in Mitchell's face. Oh yeah. So what did you guys think oh. of the press conferences? You know what I loved about Very the press weird. conference? Mm-hmm. The thing I absolutely loved the most was. Hearing the reporters absolutely butcher the call. <laughs> they were talking over each other and not getting their questions in. It's like, that's how we feel. <laughs> They're not even, you know, that's what's funny is that, like, every, all these uh, TV people and, and uh, radio people and all these things that are now doing basically the same shit that we do, like, completely the same shit that we do. Except they're not as good at this <laughs> because they're not used to it. It's really pretty funny. Like all these people broadcasting from home, and some of them, you know, have pretty good setups. Like, but then some of them, it's just like, wow, like you really have never done a podcast where you're not sitting across from each other. Like, uh, it's it's kind of funny. Like you don't know how Skype works. Like you don't know how Zoom works. Like this is all really new to you. Like we've all been doing this shit for years. Some that have still don't know how it works. Yeah, like it's wild. Like I so I'm sorry your engineer's not here. Like uh, right. like you know to to figure everything out for you and to cut it all together. Like right. it's like uh, 
Patrick Finley and Jason Leisure, like, well, it's a lot of work to do these podcasts without, you know, it's like, geez, bro, like, relax. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's pretty crazy. Like, so, yeah, it's funny that you mentioned that, the, the call and, you know, the awkwardness of, of all of it. I mean, that's how I kind of, the whole thing is just like, it's that like they're surreal. just. Yeah, I mean, it go, and it, I, honestly, it might as well be because everybody's life is so surreal right now. You yeah. know, nothing, nothing is normal. So I suppose that's about as normal as we can get. But aside from that, I mean, if, I feel like Domo Arigato Ryan Pace Roboto. Yeah, um, as, just, just like, I am oh. reading this prepared yeah. statement. It's like we just want to thank the. We just want to start this off by thanking the first responders and the doctors and, um, you I know, thought there was hope until I heard his interview. I'm like, oh, God. We're just really we go. fired up. Um, we, we're ready to do the draft from wherever they tell us to do it from, and we're ready to attack free agency, and uh, we've really... Whoa, <laughs> straight from the damn bottle. Talking about that press conference, My man's man. got a thick... What you got? What are you, what are you going with? Do rag. Yeah, just four roses tonight, man. Hulkamania shirt. My man is kicking it live. No, I talking about pace. It just kind of just puts a wrench in the whole thing. It's like back to you. Just feel like it's back to Trubisky's the guy, and we're gonna let. And then Nagy steps in. It's like if it started today, he'd be taking the first team snap. Something. Like see, I don't. I don't. You're. I don't see how you're reading that that way at all. Like I didn't. There he said not, if, if, if it started today, Mitch would be the guy yes, running the but first team. And he quickly said that it's going to be 50 50. They're going to get the same amount of reps. It's a competition. Because like, th- that's, that's what just, happens when you hiccup in a press conference and let the truth out. No, nah, I, don't, I don't buy that at all. I, I don't, don't think know, they, man. I, don't, I, don't I just don't trust this team to out. do the right thing with it. I, I can see you not trusting Pace because he has certainly not earned our trust at this point, even though. You know, that that's the new like people have taken a break from being Trubisky uh, truthers and they're now they're on the pace truther bandwagon just because, you know, they got a little hard on about everything after hearing warm, fuzzy press conference from Jimmy. And, uh, and see, I, I haven't been on Twitter much, wait. but I, I don't know how you could have the warm fuzzies about pace the way he's drafted. Dude, and there's people that do and, and his free agent classes like they graded him. I was like, oh, some of them are pretty pathetic. No, well, they, he signed them to one-year deals, and they were just, you know, they just want to go back to, his, you know, inherited this terrible roster. But to me, back to the press conference, I do not by any stretch of the imagination get the sense that that Mitch is the incumbent. Like, I don't think he's I don't think he's being talked about that way. I don't think he's being treated that way. I do think he's being given some respect with – but it is very much an open competition, and I did not get the sense – that that he's really ready for it. Then you hear him. He's like, yeah, he's really ready for the competition. He's gonna. It's like he's ready to hold that clipboard because that's what's coming down. Nick Foles called him from his girlfriend's phone, bro. Mitch picked up the phone and was like, "Hey, Hillary. Oh no, this is Nick. <laughs> this is Nick Foles. What? <laughs> yeah, uh, let me tell you a little story, uh, Mitchie." <laughs> I'm in back, to pay, shit, back to pace in the draft, and like even when the guys do pan out, he doesn't retain them. And if you're trying to build a team through the draft, like you, no, Eddie, yes, but no, he's he's been bad. Pace has been 
bad. He has traded up time and time again. It hasn't worked out. He should have. I mean, if you just even go through the picks that he gave away to move up to get Mitch, Miller, Floyd, Montgomery, it goes on and on and on. It's just wasted capital. It's capital that we need. And now here we are flailing away, picking right. up. How many second contracts up. from his, his good picks? None. I don't know. Eddie? <laughs> Eddie what, and Cody. Um, Leno. Leno, yeah. Leno. I mean, Leno, yes. I'll give him Leno. I'm to talking some... about the guys he hit on. Like... Well, but Leno was a seventh-round pick. Like, I think Leno. I think Leno is goes in the plus column for him. Yeah, I mean, I like him overall, but yeah, he, he had a rough year last year. Uh, he's, he's had a rough. I mean, watch that 2015 game the other night on on uh, NBC Sports Chicago, which is not an easy game to watch. I mean, people are like, "Oh, Cutler beat Favre on Favre night." It's like that was painful, bro. Like yeah, that yeah. defense was rough. I mean, they had, you know, I mean, you just you 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 get reminded. Uh, what kind of team they used to have in that John Fox football and like goodness gracious it was rough. So oh, that's what I mean. You give Cuddy this defense and this offensive mind and some yeah I mean, weapons. It's like you mm. let him like actually throw the ball. I mean I was like having flashbacks like seeing Cutler uh, hand off and then just kind of sullenly trudge off as the as Jeremy Langford gets dropped for a three yard loss <laughs> like because yeah, you know. His arm. I do miss his arm talent. I, I know his head wasn't always there, but <clears throat> oh, I mean, it is what it is. Everybody, we, we talked about it. Everybody's got the this romantic notion. I mean, people, people all of a about, sudden though, that's how bad things have gotten with their quarterback position. Yeah, but that's also just because there's absolutely nothing going on, and there's a lot of there's a lot of groupthink, a lot of hive mind going on. I mean, that that's just that happened with it happens. It's happening with all the draft picks. It's like. You know, one person mentions KJ Hamler, and then it's like every single person on Bears oh Twitter is like yeah, KJ like... Hamler, KJ Hamler. I'm like, yes, because we have one good receiver from Penn State, who's basically the only good receiver ever from Penn State. Mm, like, Bobby Ingram was pretty solid. Okay, and what Joe Jurovicious? Like, I mean, <laughs> who else? Some guys are throwing out quarterbacks. Mm, that's like a good that, question. There's a kid, that kid from Oregon. I'm like. Okay, we're just trying to get clicks now. Like we're just trying to get attention. Yeah, I mean basically that's what people are doing. They're just bored and they're just you know talking shit. But then it becomes like this hive mind, and I, it's always funny to me how how the big accounts end up picking it up too. Like it's like all of a sudden NBC Sports Chicago is talking about Hamler, and it's like you weren't talking about them three days ago, but you see everybody else talking about it. And oh yes, yeah, so social media moves the needle. Like yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, I don't know how much it, you know, moves the needle for anybody else. Um, it, it's just so. Back to the press conference. I was happy <laughs> to hear that it's an open competition. I believe it is an open competition, not necessarily because of what Pace said, but because of what Nagy said. And Nagy, to me, is running the show. At this He's point. just got it, doesn't he? Just listening to him, he took that. He took that press conference over, in my opinion. As he does. Yeah, I mean, he's just like, I've got this. Pace is is not a dynamic speaker. Like, he's very robotic. He's very... He's a frat boy, man. I don't even know if I'd call him a frat boy. Like, he's like... He's like the... I mean, if he's the frat boy, he's like the frat boy that, like, 
you know, they kept because he could pass the tests and like they would he would write their papers for him. He's not like a like he's just like a weird like nerdy gym rat, you know? Like he's not I don't know, like there's nothing there's no part of pace that I would want to have a beer with. You know what I mean? Like I would not want to boy toy. I would not want to yeah, more like George, bro. I wouldn't <laughs> <laughs> like Ryan Pace's hair. You wouldn't want to have a beer with Ryan Pace's hair, bro. Like, yeah, I mean, his hair is probably more interesting than he is. Like it's got better stories. I'm sure. Like, I just, <laughs> I just don't like, there's nothing about him that's compelling to me. Like he just seems like, you know, like He's I'm, I'm not, yeah, so, oh, I'm just, I'm just really, we're really fired up. We really feel good about, you know, and it's like we pretty much knew exactly what he was going to say. Um, you yeah, know, there was no real surprises. No, but I think Nagy came came out and was very honest and, and, and said it's going to be very transparent. And he continues to, I think, give out the very strong vibes that he is not playing around with Mitch anymore. There is no more coddling of this guy. He is going to be 100% real with him, and he's talked about how DeFlippo is going to treat him, and he's talked about he's going to treat him, and there's just no way that Mitch can feel comfortable. He brought um, transparency he last shouldn't. season, and all he did was throw receivers under the bus to defend Mitch. Right, well, that, he had no choice. I mean, Chase That's Daniels. not transparency, though, man. It's all fluff until – we just got to see it happen. The tone is very different. The tone is very different. If you you can deny it if you want, but it's very different. I just I felt it was a bullshit session by both of them. Well, I I like that he brought up the fact of his familiarity with Nick in the offense and with the the people around him. You know, it actually played a little bit into. I think it played more than what they say it did signing Nick. You know, as opposed to say cam or somebody else you know yeah with the restrictions yeah well restrictions or not i think they were comfortable with him from the jump yeah i don't i really don't think that there were strongly involved in much else besides him Uh, i do think after listening to what full said that it was a little more difficult to get the thing done than what they had maybe originally um kind of thought, uh, you know, just in the sense of restructuring. I mean, even Foles called it a crazy restructuring. You know, those are his words, uh, which didn't benefit him money-wise. Um, Unless know, he uh, wins a job. But I think but, but I think he's going to win the job, and I think he feels he's going to win the job, and I think he yeah, has the inside the track. I, the incentives like, give him a solid contract. Well, right, and the big thing about the incentives, too, that I think is very important, and I haven't heard a lot of people mention this, is that every dollar of incentives he gets, that turns into his new base salary. So whatever the incentives are, let's say he he has a kicker for starting 10 games, and that's $2 million. Like, I, everybody's talking about the incentives, their Pro Bowl and All Pro and Super Bowl. I, I don't think they're going to be that. Well, why would he agree to that? Like, he, he's going to agree to, like, an incentive of, like, start 10 games, 12 games, you know, um, maybe some, you know, whatever, take a certain amount of snaps. Like, I, those, anyway, whatever. 3,000 yards for the first time in your career. 
sure, whatever. I mean, it it be you know, it, it, for the Bears that would be fucking amazing. So whatever, <laughs> like you know, it's it's not like it's not like uh, it's it's not like we're we're in this rarefied era of quarterbacks. Um, the other thing in the press conference that kind of came up was the thought process behind signing Jimmy Graham, which I thought was very interesting. Yeah, um, I I think that was a little more on the side of Diddy's bullshit meter for me. Um, <laughs> a lot of fluff. Like I just, yeah, like I mean, like I just don't. Just saying. Like I, I I have a hard time really believing that they think he's that great. You know what I mean? I mean, even though they kind of paid him like that, I I think they got I think Pace got a little snowed there. And, they probably told him that he had some better offers than he really did. And, um, you know, I think he, I think he convinced them of some things and he knew that he knew that pace liked him. He knew, he knew they needed him. I mean, when he comes down to it, he knew that, that the bears needed him. So he and his agent, did a great job. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, they, God bless them. They did a great job. Um, so there's a lot being said about, you know, how now the Bears have eight, eight something million dollars of cap, but it's like, do they really? Because I think you have to, you're going to have to expect that Foles hits those incentives, right? Well, don't, don't you have to save like four for the draft, too? I, I could be all five somebody million told me, too. Somebody told me that based on their picks, I think it was Brad was saying that it's, it's just over two million dollars to sign okay. their picks. So they don't have any, they don't have any first round picks. So they got about uh, six six left that they can. Right. So I don't know if those bonuses count into that or not. But the thing I was saying about the bonuses is that every bonus he hits becomes his base salary for the next year. So if he gets to twelve this year, his base salary for twenty twenty one is twelve. So. You know, he's very motivated. Like, he came here because he knows he can beat Mitch out. Like, you know, I, I he could have easily sat down there in Jacksonville and hung out in Florida and made money. He didn't have to come to Chicago and deal with all this and this and, 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 and you know, all that stuff. I mean, he very much wants to play for Nagy. And I think Nagy behind, you know, closed doors privately was like, Come in here and take this damn job, please. Like, yeah. please, for the love of crap. Like, this kid's going to get everybody fired if you don't come do what you can do. Now, again, do I think that Foles is going to come in and be, like, amazing? No, I don't think that. I just think he, what he's going to do is he's going to get some more first downs every game. He's got, he's and gotta He's got to be gonna, decent. It's the same thing. Yeah, it doesn't have to be great. Right. Like I just feel like he's gonna he's gonna throw the ball downfield. He's gonna make some, he's gonna connect on some deep throws. He's gonna hit some open receivers. Anthony Miller is gonna get a lot more yards. Um, you know I think he will be able to to utilize Jimmy Graham to a decent extent. Uh, I think he's gonna choose the, the damn right audible so that they're running the ball. I think you know if you watch, if you do watch the tape of of Foles even on Jacksonville, which there's not a lot of it. When it's a three-step drop, it's one, two, three, bam, the ball's out. It's not, uh, 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 what, 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 and then, you know, which is what Mitch never knows. Like, you talking about real tape, or are you talking about, like, cherry-pick bullshit to try to advertise yourself? No, I'm talking about real tape. I'm right. talking about actual, you know, like, watching the game of, you know, he only had, like, four games. 
I mean, and and if you just look at the stats, you would think that that indie game was was good. It wasn't that good. No. Um, his, you know, <laughs> I mean, he really looked the best against Kansas City, and that was like one series. <laughs> They're like two series. So it's, it, you know, it, it, I don't think that, like, I don't think anybody should expect him to come in and, like, set the world on fire. But I think what you're going to be able to have is a guy that is, like I said, going to give the defense a break, get some first downs. And then, you know, when things are when you need something to happen, he's going to he's going to make some plays. I mean, that's that's how I feel about it. And, you know, I think that you have to also think about what are the receivers going to feel like? You think Anthony Miller wants Mitch to win the job? Mm. Hell no. I don't think I'll give a little love to ill will, man. Talking about stepping up and. Defending Akeem Elijah one right now on Twitter. That's all. So I got a little sidetrack there. Got all excited. Yeah. Saw Akeem highlight. Mm. All right. Yeah. My bad. Oof. No, it's all right. Um, but yeah, I mean, I thought I, I, I thought Nagy, I thought Nagy kept it real, and I think he's very motivated to to for Foles to win the job. But I think it's I, I do think it's going to be fair. Um, I liked what Foles had to say. I think he's, he's clearly an adult. He's clearly a professional. He's clearly been in the situation. He clearly has command of everything that's going on. He's going to come in and command the, the podium. I mean, he, he's going to come in, and it's going to be big dick Nick swinging. Well, if there's from, ever been a guy that's had the high highs and the low lows, it's, yeah. it's him. So right. you know he's prepared for it, whatever, whichever way it goes. This is the one presser I did find convincing. I felt like after hearing it that we got the right guy for, for the current time, the current situation, the way things were set up. I just felt like after after listening to his press conference, yeah, we got the, we got the right guy. It's just will they make the right decision and will it be a legit competition? Because there's no way in hell Mitch beats him out openly. There's no, no. way. I mean, he, he was no. even bringing up stuff like it's up to the quarterback to change the plays when you mm-hmm. see a different de- defensive lineman. I'm like, thank you. Like everybody's right. blaming Nagy, Mitch isn't adjusting correctly. Like this, this is part of the job right. for well, people and, that and, don't understand football. Quarterbacks do call audibles when they don't see what they thought they were going to see. Right, and and I think one of the other things that Nagy said is that the competition doesn't end after week one. Like no. if for some reason Mitch manages to win out and get this first start, he's going to be on the shortest leash of all time. And the fans, <laughs> I mean, the fans are going to boo him the first incompletion. It's like he might yep. not even – there, there were people talking about – I was listening to a couple of different podcasts, and I kind of agreed that he, he might get booed when he's announced if he wins the job. Like – it's bad. Like people, you know, people get on Twitter and they think there's this, you know, this real like <clears throat> split, you know, and I don't think so. I think there's a ton of anti-Mitch sentiment here in town uh, when it comes down to it. Um, people get on Twitter and make a big show. But when, when when it comes to game time and you're sitting in those seats and, and you know, you paid a bunch of money, like I think people are going to let him have it. Yeah, and, Twitter, yeah. Twitter, and podcasts only represent a very small portion of the fan base, man. Right. Like, but if you play play the way he played last year, you're gonna get it. 
Right. There's only this one is way a guy to change that's it. Just, this is a guy that's light years ahead and uh, from a mental standpoint, and and seventy percent right. of it is is mental. Oh, I'm just saying, this guy he even he even talked about changing the receivers' routes on checks. Mm-hmm. It, this, right. this and Mitch doesn't understand any of that. Once that mic's off, the coach doesn't really know until maybe afterwards if they talk about it what the quarterback called. Right. If he if he saw something different, you know what I mean? It's just I don't know. I think uh, I think he has the upper hand. I just don't. If this is truly an open competition, Foles is a starter week one. But I just don't. I don't know if they're really there yet. Like I, I want to believe it, but just the way things think, are going with Pace, it's like, is he yeah. really going to give up, give rain a full rain to Yeah, Nagy? I just don't see that last. You know, you brought it up a couple of weeks ago about his salary is going to determine that he's a starter basically. But it's yes. not now. It's chase. It's chase money if he doesn't start. Right? Didn't Chase get something similar? Really? I mean, it's a. It, they're ba- they're basically making the same. Like Mitch is making a little bit more right now, technically. I think Mitch is like at eight point seven, and Foles' base salary is eight. Um, but well, I, I my point I, is, I is still want to see him draft a rookie too. Give him pressure on on both ends. Pause. Seriously though, like if you if you bring in a rookie that they're trying to groom behind him. And then you have a guy competing with him. Now, he, now he's in a pressure cooker. Like that, that's what I want to see. Bring in a Jalen. I think he's Hurts. already in a pressure cooker, man. Bring in Jordan Hurd. You think he's getting a free meal anywhere in town? Well, no. no. But what I'm saying is, you, you got know the what guy I'm saying with him, right. and then the up and coming kid behind him. Now, you can't get much more pressure than that. Last year, he well, was I, so prior to the, sorry. Go no, ahead. go ahead. Finish. Okay, prior to this year, going on 2018s record he couldn't even have had to buy a beer at all right <laughs> this year after this past year shit ain't nobody gonna buy that boy a beer he doesn't drink beer bro he's a truly dude i can tell <laughs> the the one thing i would say which is wow. interesting is that um and this was an interesting point that i that was brought up this week on a couple of podcasts was was do you still pick up the fifth-year option because it's still basically just guaranteed for injury? So on the off chance that that Mitch does play great or on the off chance that Foles just doesn't do it and Mitch plays better – do you want to still at least have that option to, you know, to have it, just to have it? I mean, they, I, th- remember, I think you do. Remember, full, Floyd's fifth year was picked up. It didn't mean jack shit. So like, you can say whatever you, know, you want to say till it hits free agency. Right. So. Right. Well, you got to so, make that decision in May. So I think yeah. you, if, if it truly is an open competition, it's almost smart to pick it up just I in mean, case and you drop realist- it if you don't need it. Right. Realistically, Watson's fifth year is not picked up right now. Mahomes' fifth year is not picked up right now. They're not signing extensions yet. They're both going to get their their fifth years picked up in May. It's the same draft class. I've also seen things saying that they may trade them in the draft time. I don't believe it, but I have seen, I I have s- seen that thought. Yeah. I just I don't think that that's – realistic because I don't I still don't know who would take him and I still agree with you that there is well there I think there's one guy in the building that still would like to see him work out but my, my argument and I and I have to 
you know, kind of say that I don't think it's in the best interest for for Mitch to work out. I think the best case scenario for the Bears would be for Mitch to just go away after this season. Like, it, it is not, like, what we do not want and what I do not want is, like, a mediocre Mitch or, like, a, even a 2018-level Mitch because then You don't want a Jared be, Goff situation. Absolutely not. That is, like, the worst. That, that contract is an albatross on the Rams right now. And, you know, he can put up a bunch of meaningless stats and get you 4,000 yards. But when it comes down to it, he's not going to win you the big game. And he's just a guy. Like, so what you do not want is for the Bears to, I mean, that would be the worst case scenario. Foles is somehow bad, and well, Mitch is Mitch is like decent, and he's still just whatever, and they want to sign him to, you know, four years, 75, 80 million, 90 million dollars. I mean, that would be, that, that's, that's, that's that, absolute it, it, hell. If it pans out that way, I understand what you're saying. But if he ends up snapping out of this and playing playing to the level where we, we drafted him to be, I'm not, not saying – I don't think it either. But if it happened, that would be actually the best-case scenario for us. A Steve Young I, situation. But, see, but that's yeah. – like, to me, that's so un, that's so unrealistic. It like, is unrealistic. I, I'm just saying if that happened, that would be great. It could, if it panned out that way, I do not see it. But I, I'd definitely me, be here for it. To me, what I think would be more likely to happen would be that that would be a total fluke. He would have one fluke year. The Bears would sign him to a big contract, and then he'd never duplicate that again because he's still Mitch. Like, you know, he's just he's still that guy. And is he's, there he's any guy scenario who, where you would pay him? Is there any scenario where you would pay Mitch Trubisky? Not me. What about you, Brian? Oh yeah, over four thousand yards, over thirty touchdowns, down to like think, ten picks. Get, we get to an NFC Championship game. You got it. Yeah, if he won it all for me, I'd be like, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. God. Okay. I mean, I didn't I'm just saying that. That. That's to yes. me. That's about the if, only scenario, though. If he wins though. it all, if he wins it all, or even if he puts together a consistent every game season and let me feel like you finally have a franchise like, guy he can't even play three good games in a row guys well that's what i'm saying eh? like, but if he plays consistently right. all year and, and he's he's a problem and he's somebody you have the game plan for if he wakes up sure i just it's not about him waking up he's not that snapping dude. out of it whatever you want to say yeah, but, yeah, but it, it's not it's not a fog that he's in this is who he is like it's 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 not like it's not like he just you know he's like there's a there's a wizard spell on him and he has to get to the mountain and and like you know like uh, trick the troll into getting out of this this fog like he's he's this guy like he got beat out twice at his college like he he couldn't even keep the starting job at North Carolina he's not the dude. Like, and, and Foles ain't losing out to him. And if he does, he's going to have the job real quick. And that's that, to me, is actually the worst-case scenario, is that both of them suck. And that's a that's a real possibility. That's a possibility. <laughs> yeah, it is. Like, we could have $16 million of suck in the form of two humans next year. And Break Tyler wetsuit and get you a quarterback out there in the cold weather. That's We've been there before. That's what I'm saying is like there's there's that chance too, which really would be absolutely 
horrible. But I just like I I, I refuse to believe that there's some light that's going to go on for this kid because it's just like we've just seen enough. Like we've seen enough of him to he's know. Hiding out, he's hiding out with Carol Baskin's old man. Well, I'm just that glad that fucking that bitch. Foles and Mitch started off on the right foot and they talked and it's going to be a friendly competition. And... <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, what the hell is Mitch going to say? Right? Like, he definitely has not earned the right well, to be. Yeah, like, Foles just has to come and be like, you see this ring? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's you know, like, imagine if Mitch wasn't, you know, amenable to this. I mean, he, he hasn't earned the right to, to 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 say shit about this. And you gotta wonder how like a guy like Trey Burton's another guy. Will he finally stay consistent? But you gotta wonder like now now you have guys in the locker room that played with him. It's like absolutely, man. Like there, you know, there is not gonna. And I made the joke that Akeem Hicks is gonna be shoving Mitch like he did to Glennon, mm-hmm. you know, middle of the year. It's like get the fuck out of the way, kid. Like Nick Foles yeah. is here. You know, like, come on. Jimmy Graham, too, he's going to be like, bro. <laughs> Don't shove him too hard. Like, like, I've played with Breeze, I've played with Wilson, I've played Respect with Rodgers. Respect elders. What are, you, what are you trying to do here? <laughs> like, Right. I mean, listen, you know, it's like everybody likes likes the kid. It's just, it's time to, it's time to, you know. And, and you know what? Like, I think he will end up having a decent backup career. I think he's got enough talent. He's not a talentless person. He's talented. He's a talented athlete. He can oh, do some things though. on the field. Yeah. 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 I mean, there's some straight bums, <laughs> uh, you know, that are making five five to seven million dollars a year playing quarterback. Right? Geno Smith is in the damn league. David Fales is going to be the backup for Sam Darnold. Like, yeah, what? Yeah, it's insane. Like, I mean, there's bums. So there's a lot of guys that are worse than Mitch out there that are that are getting contracts and and who knows he could go and have a a a nick Foles moment somewhere down the line for somebody else maybe i i think he's just got to get out of dodge like if if i'm him like i just chill do my best i mean like really like seriously if i'm if i'm mitch how hard how much do you really want this job like i would if i was him i would just be like Mm. i'm gonna be a good soldier I'm gonna let the chips fall where they may, but I'm not gonna like. I'm not gonna go. You know, I'm not gonna cry over spilled milk if I don't get this job. I got. I make eight million dollars a year. I don't think he's going into it. Thinking that. I disagree. I think he's a competitor. It just is exactly. Is it is the mental? Is he should, be, he should be pissed right now. He, yeah, he really he's a competitor. You don't get to this level of football not being. I think. I just think he's. I, honestly, from what I've seen from him, I think he's pretty soft when it comes to getting pushed though you know what i mean like getting challenged hey we'll see now right i'm just saying like you know i i I wouldn't be surprised if at some point it's just like all right you want it go ahead nick have it have the big prize of being the bears just has to be like this is what it is tvs aren't going off this year bud like step up diapers off like right gotta be a big boy but but there's very much the Chase Daniel model that's out there. And I think it's pretty funny that Chase Daniel and Nick Foles are such friends. In fact, they had a 30-minute interview where all they talked about was, like, church and coffee machines. They didn't even talk about football once. It was, like, 
such a freaking tease. Like, what the fuck did I just watch? Like, <laughs> like, like, I'm like, can you, like, you seriously did not talk about football at all? Like, you know, it's like I found out that Nick Foles' dad is like a restaurateur, and, you know, they're talking about that. And I chased, you know, turned him on to some expensive espresso machine for the house or something. It's like, uh, anyway. So, but I think. <laughs> I mean, just from a business standpoint, like separate everything else. If you're Mitch and your your livelihood is playing football, you ultimately you want to play football forever, right? I mean, as long as you can, you want to be like you want to be like Chase and and get get more money. And like I said before, he's got Mariota as the other sort of guide and the same agent, blah, blah, blah. Mariota did very well for himself. He, he was a good soldier. He was a great teammate. Didn't say anything, you know, out of line. And Tannehill won the job, fair and square, yada, yada. Now Mariota's got himself a nice contract to, to be in Las Vegas, and he, he's the same type of guy. He'll be a guy that's that sticks around the league for another six, seven, who knows, years and, and makes – Seventy million dollars, a hundred million dollars, when it's all said and done. So, I, I, if I'm Mitch, aside from the competitive meathead bullshit, he's got to sit there and go like, from a business standpoint, like, I gotta be smart here. Like, I can't, you know, come off like a like a dick because you know he's auditioning for his next team if he doesn't work out here. So that's all. I mean, I just think... You can't even think like that right now, though. He needs to just try to grind this out and and worry about this team. But you know that you have to think of that way, too, though. Like, I get it that that we all think of these guys as, like, gladiators and, like... I think that's his agent's job. I don't think he's that complex. This is a this is a humble kid from Mentor, Ohio, drove drove an 87 Camry. You know what I mean? This real grassroots shit here. Maybe, or maybe that's just his fucking act, and you know, like he's uh, maybe he's got a. Um, you notice we signed that uh, tackle. Ifedi. Yeah, well, he's yeah, gonna play guard. Yeah, and they guard. used that. They used the, uh, the ex- veteran exemption. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. I thought it was an interesting move. I, I always thought that we would use that on an older guy. Well, yeah, yeah, he's, 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 he's kind of been a bust to this point. He was a first-round pick, right? Like, this is his tryout, too. Right. Well, they did that with, uh, you know, Artie Burns, and they did it with him. And not that, that same contract structure, but, they, you know, it's a lot of guys who are at the end of their, you know, their first deal or right around their fifth year, you mm-hmm. know, would be. And that's, you know, that's what you get. Um I, I will say, from what I hear, I think he looks – a lot of people say he look, he's looked a lot better at guard. He mostly played tackle um, for the for the Seahawks. He, you know, he did play a lot, and he's kind of their Charles Leno, but, but more of a high pick. And he gets a lot of penalties. He, mm. you know um, – Russell Wilson does have a way of making his offensive lineman look bad sometimes, though, because he holds the ball so long. Um, I will say that, but I mean, he was definitely known as like a like a penalty machine. So I th- I hope he stays away from tackle. Um, right. Which is what they are saying. Well, so he came far. to the wrong he came to the wrong team because he's gonna get flagged. <laughs> yeah. Especially two times a year. Absolutely. 
but it, you know, it'd be interesting to see. Like, I mean, what does that mean for bars? What does it mean for Coward? I mean, both I'll, those guys I'll are sleep on, the on team bars team. now. He's got that. He's got that pride from ND. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think JJ pretty much put a hammer into him though. It's like you can't get on there with your college coach. You ain't. See, that's that's what I mean. I know we talked about this a little bit before, but that's what I'm very confused about. Is it's just like, what what is? Why didn't he get, see the field? Was it? I mean, was oh, there? Well, they a, didn't even, they didn't even plan on him seeing the field when they when they brought him in though. He was pretty banged up. That's not true because look how much he played in the preseason, and he wasn't he Wait, wasn't sorry. he wasn't being shelved in the in camp. That's what I don't understand. Is that if that was the case, you wouldn't have seen him in the preseason, like. He, he played in the preseason, and a lot of people thought he should have that, – that meant he should have gotten more of a chance. So that's what's very confusing about this. And I, I just feel like they were very committed to Rashad Coward getting a fair shake when Long went down, and they just were not willing to go to bars. And I don't know – I don't know why. I, I don't know why. I, I have to think that on some level. I think some, some of his stuff that he was doing in the preseason was still, he was winning on power against threes. Yeah. But if you watch him, he tips where where he's going a lot. He did in the right. preseason anyway, just I by the way he's aligned. He's going to work he's out with Quentin. He's going to work out with Quentin before he, to just get, get things rolling. He'll be all right. Time to spit bars. I hope so. I mean, we that. need to have some depth. I mean, you know, you've got um, people. I just think it's weird that, that the way the whole thing went down. Like, the Harry Heastan hire felt like a home run at the time. And then, you know, for him to get fired, it's like, he's one yeah. of the guys that I, he's one of the guys that I figured We putting this shit on stayed. YouTube or no? Huh? We putting this shit on YouTube? I don't know what. I know what this is about. <clears throat> Fade to green. Yeah. yeah just, I mean, I just, to me, when they gutted the offensive staff, I would have thought he was the guy who would have stayed. Like, because I, I don't see how you could have blamed him for what went wrong with that offensive line because they just don't have the talent. Like, I mean, it's just it's just the reality. You're on mute, Brian. Um, that was on purpose. Okay. I just I just don't think they have the talent, so you can't really blame him. And so I don't also don't think that you can expect some massive turnaround with Castillo if it's the same talent. But what I think you will see and you, you have to see is a quarterback knowing what the fuck he's doing, helping the offensive line out. Yes. You know? And that's that's what I think you will see with Foles is that Foles is going to get the ball out quickly. He's going to make the right calls. He's going to get them in better alignments. He's going to move the protection. He's going to be a professional quarterback. And that will help the line a lot more than anything Castillo is necessarily going to do. Yeah, um, my brother wasn't a big fan of Castillo when he was in uh, Buffalo. But we'll see how it pans jour- out. Castillo's a journeyman. Laser's a journeyman. DeFlippo, yeah, he made a bunch of great videos. He's a fucking journeyman. Like, well, he's Italian. Wants- oh, so, oh. Hey, watch yourself, fucking guy. <laughs> so, but... <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I, I mean, 
I don't. I, I agree with getting getting excited about DeFlippo, but at the same time, like, dude, DeFlippo was just the OC in Jacksonville with Foles. How'd that go? Foles didn't mention much oh, about that. Wow. He was like, yeah, I know him from. He was my quarterback coach in Philly. He didn't really touch on the Jacksonville experience too much. Right, and then and that's the that's the one thing that people kind of putting behind the curtain. Don't look over here. Is that like? And I was seeing Minnesota too, and that that wasn't long lived. Right, like DeFlippo is not like he went from being a hot head coach candidate to not hard. being hot at all to being to, <laughs> to being, being hired as a quarterback coach when we only had Mitch on the roster, and he took it. Yes, because you know familiarity, uh, you know whatever. I don't know, but. <clears throat> and Laser is no freaking world beater either. I mean, it's like these guys. He's like a been, volunteer, like assistant student coach yeah, for Penn right. State or some shit. Right. I mean, and this happens with these coordinators, you know, especially if they get fired and they're and they're making the money anyway, you know. So it's like you, you maybe take something to springboard. It's all about relationships. So I'm not necessarily hating on people for that type of thing, but at the same time, like these are not like. Helfrich and he stand were higher profile hires at the time than these guys are. Absolutely. Like people are spinning this like, oh, DeFlippo. It's like, mm, yeah, but we got not, Mickey we got... Loomis's towel boy. We got an arena league quarterback as a head coach. We got like right. rerun, of, rerun yeah, assistant. We're good, a, man. It, we're good. Right. It's a lot of you know, it's a lot of hot garbage. I mean, you know, it's like, <laughs> I mean, it's a lot of it's a lot of like you know, fucking fluffed up LinkedIn resumes. <laughs> you know, like he was the guy I, I behind do, the I do guy. Like the high, DiFilippo. When you look at it from from Foles' standpoint, though, these are all guys. He's just gonna come right and be like, hey, what's up? That's what I'm saying is that that's why he has the leg up. He is. Yeah, if it's ready. open, it's fulls. But like I, I said, I just, I just don't trust pace. I don't trust pace not to not he to really does. pollute the waters. Like if you you let Nagy, be. you let Nagy have 100% say in this, it's fulls. And that's what we'll know. We'll know if it how much pace is sticking his freaking. St- st- Staying involved with this one. Well, I don't think we're I don't think we're gonna know much until we get to preseason. If you know, uh, who knows what that's gonna look like? You know, given all the stuff going on in the world, uh, that's what's kind of weird. And so, if like let's say, let's say that we have a completely truncated camp and almost no preseason. In that scenario, does then then I think that then Mitch probably. Should start. Does end up starting the season. Yeah, if we'll have to see. Foles I hope doesn't get if Foles doesn't get the reps, like if there are no reps, like and nobody gets reps, and and somehow we just have to ramrod straight into the season, it, it's going to be Mitch to start, and then he's going to be on a short leash. I think they'll have the training camp. I think that it will just it may not be if if we're not over this or if there's a mutation in a second wave of this whole virus. I think maybe they'll have the training camp with no fans. But at at the same time, like Lawrence Screeden's getting these interviews right now that everything's kind of distant, but she's getting more player interviews now than I've ever seen her have. And maybe the Bears will wise up to that and give us a little access to the to the practice. What's going on? Maybe just like a video we could watch in. I can see that happening, so we may have better access no, to this whole thing. I don't see the Bears doing that. <laughs> For the fan experience, you took it out of a small town, and you're, you're finally doing it at your facility. I, th- I think you need to have have a couple scheduled open video practices if you can't let fans in. You have to do that. 
I don't think they have to, and I don't think they will. I think they're going to. They I think they're going to keep this this quarterback thing behind closed doors oh, as much as possible. Want, they they're don't so, want fans reporting yeah, like they did last year. They're so happy that 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 uh, that this thing's back at Hallis Hall, given the we'll way that all this is we'll, going. That goes to your your. your you, you believe that there was going to be transparency, man. If there's not, then that's that's what I'm saying. Like that that well, word is I don't think that means there. I don't think that means transparency to the media and the fans. There's going to be trans uh, to me the way I took that is there's going to be transparency to the team and to the players, Mitch and and Foles. I don't I don't think that Nagy is going to to open the the door and just show you everything like I don't what would be the benefit of that there is still some strategic um, you know benefit to to not to keeping that close to the vest I mean you have you to remember that like fans. just think I don't know. I, th- I still think you got to give the fans if they're not letting people in. You got to you got to give them those whatever eight open practices. I, I'm just telling you, it ain't happening. From a strategic <laughs> standpoint, they are they are not going to announce who the starter is until the last possible moment. Why would you do that? Why would you let give your opponent a strategic advantage? It's going to be hard to do that with preseason games, though. Like, what are you going to do? Like, put Foles in with the second stringers and third stringers? How are you going to get clear evaluation from that? You're going to switch them. You're going to – just like any other team that that ran things in the preseason. I mean, back when players played in the preseason, you had – you know, and you had different quarterbacks. The the quarterback would switch and everybody else would stay. It's it's doable. Remember when Rex used to get hurt in preseason? It's going to be like one of the – I can just see that playing out that way. They pick up the fifth-year on Mitch, second snap of preseason, boom. <laughs> now we're on the hook for the freaking fifth year. You know? Yeah, I just, mean, there's a lot – believe me, there's lots you of – You've got to play in the preseason of, and, like, get get like five injuries or some bullshit. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it, it could definitely happen. I, I just think it's possible, and I don't – I don't think we're going to know unless it's really clear to everybody and they feel they have to tell us it until they absolutely have to say. Because I mean, it's clear to all of us. You know Foles is better. It's just a matter of where they're right. really Do we, at. though? Huh? This last couple of years. He's he not made... that much. The thing is, he's not that much better. That's the thing. Right. He, he's no so far what... ahead mentally, though. And he, yes. this is a system yes. he knows. That is where his advantage lies. Yes, you're correct. Yeah, physically, no. Mitch is actually a more talented athlete. He's arm strength. Mitch probably has more arm strength. It's just knowing where to go. I think what Foles has is he does the thing that Mitch will not do, which is throw to the spot and trust And run it. the offense. Right. Like – he, he, yes, the offense dictates that you throw to the spot, yep. not wait for the guy to be open, see him open, and then throw. It's too fucking late. <laughs> like, and yeah, that once was in a while, if a guy's just open, you hit him. Yeah, once in a while. But, <laughs> like, you know, it, it's crazy. not every freaking down. I mean, all Mitch could do, and albeit he had no tight end, was force it to A-Rob, or throw it to Tariq when all else failed, and watch Tariq get tackled at the line of scrimmage. Like I heard that. people trying to trying to shit on Taylor Gabriel too. Like, oh, Gabriel didn't do much. I'm like, did you see how many times that dude was open? And it was just like Gabriel's career was shortened by Mitch. Right. <laughs> like Gabriel Gabriel literally was hurt because 
of trying to get open and catch the ball and catching the ball and getting killed. Yeah, jumping away. <laughs> like, yeah, like, I mean, that dude, that, you know, diving for, I mean, give me a break. Like, like a, a, a decent quarterback would have gotten so much more out of Taylor Gabriel. Like, I mean. I wish we could interview <laughs> Alan Robinson and ask him real questions. On, you know what I mean? Like, how do you, how do you, feel like being one of the top 10 talents in the league at your position and just like you keep running into this quarterback bullshit like imagine if he had a quarterback that could hit him in the hands yeah i mean you know look at i mean look at brandon marshall yeah i mean never that dude the that dude had all the talent in the world never got to the playoffs i mean you know best quarterback he ever played with was what i mean i guess he technically played with russell wilson for a hot minute Right, even a but, talent like Calvin Johnson who played with like a Brady, Oof. right? Or at least, or played on a team that was decent. Yeah, I mean, it just it just happens, you know. You yeah. just you know you, you get uh, guys that just luck out and end up on teams and you know have rings and I mean it's hey. funny the 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 thing that um somebody brought up I think it was maybe it was Patrick Finley brought up that. During that 2015 Packers game, you know who was there in a Packers jersey? Jim McMahon mm-hmm. <laughs> was there for Brett Favre night in a Packers jersey because he was actually Brett Favre's backup. Yep, he's got two and, rings. Yeah, and won the Super Bowl with the Packers. Yeah. It was like, that is the most random thing, like, you know. And then later on, you know, it's like he just moves back and forth. You know, between those two, it's like you got you got the team that basically he gets ruined. Pass, bro. He's had... he, he does, but I just think it's funny. I'm not trying to shit on him for it. I just yeah, somebody probably odd. put it on him and walked him there. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, I mean, he got invited. I think he probably got invited by Favre or, you know, whatever. But my, I think it's funny that he his career basically gets kind of derailed because he gets hurt by the Packers that right. derails the 86 season then he ends up playing for the Packers ends up winning a ring uh, whenever he's, the hell later and then, he's got more rings than Favre and Rodgers and the thing right. the thing about him is I don't have you guys right. had the opportunity to meet Jimmy Mack like I actually, I actually no. got lucky I met him at the casino near my house here and the dude is just chill man like he just doesn't, doesn't give a fuck like okay yeah sure yeah, I'll show up just, I played there he, yeah. I mean, he was with the he was the headband and the glasses with Mitch at the hundred year. Like he he's a pretty laid back dude. Like absolutely, I'm not. Uh, like I said, I'm not. I, hope I just he thought got it those was back, a, by the way. I thought What's it that? was a weird tidbit. No, yeah. he didn't. He yeah. gave it to him. I mean, that was all part of the freaking smoke job that we all bought hook, line, and sinker at that. You guys you remember this from the eighties? Yeah, I remember some, that guy. Some of us bought more of it than oh, Jimmy Mack. Had him sign that. It's corny, but I go. still got the still got the tags on it and shit from like '85. Anyway, That's the point. Yeah, when Jimmy Mack signed that, I was like, oh, clean up aisle yeah, seven. You know, that's what people are saying. <laughs> well, this, there'll be another number nine that uh, that wins the uh, wins the freaking you know. Yeah, Tyler Brace. Somewhere Tyler Brace pissed. I don't think Tyler Bray's no, pissed. Tyler Bray gives a fuck. Tyler, uh, Tyler Bray's broke off. Number, yeah, I would I would trade places with Tyler Bray in a heartbeat. Well, Tyler Bray knows Nick too. That they they play together, so 
Another. It's, it's interesting little uh, fraternity going on there. It's a lot of glad handing and and whatnot. Um, Speaking of glad handing and whatnot, how about this draft thing that's coming up? With the yeah, draft, well, we're gonna do it. I mean, the NFL. We are doing our fantasy draft next next week. Fantasy draft. Fan, so basically, a mock draft's the same. Oh thing. yeah, yeah, right. Well, not really. You're I not think trying. I know. I think I know. So we need to keep ours and actually see what happens. Right, but you're not. I mean, it's, I wouldn't call it the same thing as a fantasy draft. We're not it's drafting fantasy shit. I'm not gonna draft like, a quarterback this... at 43. Well, this is. But feel what like Gear's point is that this draft is gonna be completely weird, and you know, I mean, they're talking about it. You well, know, we talked might... about with virtual mm-hmm. fans and things of that sure. nature. Yeah, like I. I, I'm not into wrestling, but like WrestleMania, you know, when I was a kid, it was big. So like, I, w- I watched a little bit of it tonight, and there were no fans, but they still did their thing. Like, it, you don't necessarily need the fans. It's it's just cool that you're still going forward with with all the the situation around us. You almost you're almost accepting of it because we still need this in our lives. We're we're hardcore football fans. We want to see the draft. Well then, I, I think, think the draft. However they do it, anyway. we'll take it. We'll take it in and respect the fact that this is this is new terrain, like for everybody. Do you know what I mean? I it's agree like, with what Jared just said. It's it's too much, anyways. The the amount of you have four different networks covering the yeah. same fucking thing, giving you the same. It's just run stock highlight of player X now. It's okay. Talk about him. He's the best ever. Okay, like, shut it down. The pick is in, like, and then you got to watch Goodell, and like, it's they can just still so do everything much. like they like, always did. It's just and and to be honest, the whole concept of the Vegas draft sounded Ooh. ridiculously stupid. The boat like, thing was stupid. Oh, uh, like it was just like rough. Yeah, who was really? that nailed that one? Ooh. Like, this is like, come on, like that's just like. I don't need. We don't need to see this. Like I get it. You want. I think it's just for the Raiders to start, and I get the promotion. But like, it was good for Chicago, for the city, to bring that many people in. Oh, that was cool. But you didn't didn't need to have like this whole like all this gimmicky crap, though. You know. But like Like, we talk about Bourbon A, like what this does, right? But this attention and the people that it brings in, like it's good for any city that hosts it. Absolutely, it is. But the reality is, is that you don't need all the. 20 minutes of glad handing. You can do it yeah. all. I think it'd be really cool if we saw the inside of these war rooms a little bit. Instead of we don't have the crowd to pan to and like all this bullshit. Wow. Like little camera. And well, they were talking about that on the other uh, the other pod, the Bears podcast. How the war room will change because it's only a max of 10 people. Right. So basically, they're going to have to cycle people in and out during the draft. I mean, I, I know it's kind of hard to do, but actually, I don't think it would change much because all the teams know what's going on behind the scenes. If you if you turn into a reality type thing, where like we we do have the views of little conversations that are going on before the picks happen, like give us that inside look. I think it would be dope as hell if they if they yeah, actually but, went there. I don't I don't think they will. I, but but I'm just saying logistically, I don't think you're gonna get that. I think you, what you're gonna have is you're gonna have the studio, the NFL Network, ESPN. And it's going to be mostly that, and then, Batting and graphics. then, huh? And then you're going to have some sort of a stage, 
uh, with actually Goodell on it, and then you're gonna, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna do whatever they're gonna do with EA Sports these graphics, which sounds to me I like kind of the grimace over EA Sports. What's that about? Have you seen the the Madden detail on the sidelines with the helmets off? I don't know. Sometimes the graphics are off, skin tones are off. If it, it has to do also with like licensing, so they can't use the player's likeness if they're not signed yet because it's like the college rules for the they can't do the college games anymore if they don't get royalties. There's a lot of shit to work out. Like Bill Belichick's not even in Madden because he hasn't he won't sign off on it. It's. He, there's a lot of things that need to happen. I don't, to me, I don't, I don't really. I just, don't, I think it's unnecessary. Like to be honest, like whatever. For it is. video game but, images, just just chime in on the just just Skype in on the player. I haven't played Madden regularly since I was like 16 years old, so I don't really know about it. But from what I see on Twitter, is people are people don't love the game anymore. Like they actually most of what's on Twitter is people being like, "This is stupid." The way they because it's not for the sport gamer any. Like if you want to yeah. be really good at it, you have to be a gamer gamer. It's like all like combinations and, and shit. And, yeah, like yeah. Mortal Kombat combos and shit. <laughs> like, right. Okay, it's just like today, just one actually. button, one button. New, like the new a new version or like how what what the year? newer versions like you have to be more of a gamer than you used to have to be. Like back in the day, we could just hit like. We could, I used to just basically I used to just wreck people putting my best like I would put like Terrell Owens at tight end, and he would just burn linebackers. I would put Randy Moss at tight end. I would just you you could trade and do all your own things, but you put your best receiver at tight end back in the day because nobody could handle him, and then they stopped letting you do that. But I would burn dudes because that's your outside passes online. You, you could barely make them, so like I would just put my my best receiver at tight end and burn all day. Yeah, I don't know. I just want to hear the like, picks. Like honestly, like I don't, I don't care about seeing Goodell. I don't care about seeing these guys weep and cry. I don't care about any war room shit. Like they could literally make the picks in a in an untelevised thing, and then just do a show where they announced the picks and had video packages cut together. I would gladly sit and watch that. Like the live aspect of it to me has no interest. Like it, it would interest me if they actually gave us an inside look at the war rooms and a little bit of a see what but, they're talking about. But to that it. extent, like then it would actually be cooler to, and it would all leak, so it would never work. But it would honestly be cooler if they could shoot it ahead of time and then cut it and make more of a production out of it. There's know? a delay anyway. That's what I mean. So I think they could get away with showing that strategy because it's not enough of a delay. I, mean, I find out. I always seconds, especially like, in the later rounds. Though there is a big delay because like you, you're on Twitter, you know about the picks like a couple minutes before they even put them on the TV. Say a couple minutes, maybe thirty seconds. They get behind though when they start just talking the talk after like day three. Yeah. And ultimately, like I said, what it's doing is going to open up a different avenue. There's right. going to be stuff that we've never seen before. This is all, yeah. as much as people don't want to hear about this, and I don't want to get too, like, esoteric or whatever about this, but but there's a lot of things that have happened over the course of the last couple weeks that are going to filter into everyday life. Things, yeah. things the proliferation of, of e-classrooms, the... You know the the way that people are working from home. You know, and there's some good things and some bad things about that. I mean, when you look at the 
the way we're using less fossil fuels and polluting the earth less and energy and all these different things. I mean, the, 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 the you know, that's a great thing, but by it isn't, it token, isn't because there's, by there's the also the, right. the more things you're putting on the Wi-Fi and all that stuff that also has, it depends how you look at it. So like the, right. the, the effects of Wi-Fi and, and devices all around us and everybody's on them at once. Like, but that's still that's, happening. I mean, yeah, but some people believe that's a problem to, in itself. So the more reliant you are on that, the more five Gs. Exactly. The the yeah, more they have to push as, up their you network. You can find as much like debunking of five Gs. You can find crazy tinfoil hat shit about five G. You know, like it's all it's, I know is the environment's getting a, a break and it's able to. It's, right. It's the Mother Earth's like yes. Oh, but my point is that there's a lot of things that are happening now that are going to be a part of our lives moving forward. Like, it's not just, this is not just like a little month, two month, whatever diversion into weirdness. There's a lot of things that are going to forever change. And, you know, like. I was thinking about, like, I wanted to meet you guys for a game, hoping, like, the Tennessee game was in, like, September, October. But I don't know if I'm ready to, like, go to a stadium, like, even then. Like, I'm canceling a cruise I had booked in August because it's just, like, they're talking second wave now. Yo, like so, I would, I like honestly, you could not pay me to get on one of those disease boats before this shit. I mean, cruises, <laughs> cruises, cruises have outbreaks every single year. Like, yeah, whether but the it's one out of how many? Yeah, I get or, what you're saying. I know, but, but even planes, saying, man. Like, like I'd have to fly to like, Tennessee. Like, I, planes are just. <clears throat> but that's the thing is that like after this, there will things will be a lot safer. Like, there's going Hopefully. to be. Well, yes. no, they just they just will be because we'll be smarter as people. And Our some regulations won't. are going to change, yeah. Some is. some won't, but I mean, just like you know, from from a brass tack standpoint, if 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 handshakes went away, handshakes literally removing handshakes from a custom in the world would save millions of people a year because of how much flu and other diseases pass from handshakes. I recommend chest I mean, bumps, bruh. Yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> right. You know, sweaty, sweaty, shirtless chest bumps. Yeah, but I, you know, it just—it's interesting to think about. Like, because I just, you know, I was thinking about today. Like, I wonder what the long-term ramifications are going to be on the game itself. You know. Exactly, and and everybody acts like there's going to be this moment where it's like the all-clear siren goes off, and we all go just back to normalcy and it's just not going to be like that it's it's going to be in fits and starts it's going to be here and there it's going to be two steps forward three steps back it's going to be weird and you know Nagy talked about it and and I think Pace talked about it a little bit is they're going to have to have a plan for all these different scenarios what if everything goes according to normal plan what if everything starts at this date what if everything starts at that date you know and that's what every single team and league and everything is wrestling with right now and that's why the fulls the full signing made the most sense to trade right i, I also think it's a great excuse <laughs> because yeah. I, I think they i think they were set on that um you know they 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 had another number of different ways and things could have broken and maybe they would have changed their mind if it had but i still think ultimately they were set on that, because you think about how complex that contract was, they didn't just do that like in a day or two. Although the one thing that I was thinking, which is kind of interesting, is that maybe they maybe they pitched Bridgewater that same basic contract 
with a little higher money attached to it, and that's why he didn't go to, you know, because, like, the structure of that contract sounds pretty complicated. Like, mm. either they were working on that that's with Foles behind the scenes ahead of time. That's what started the rumor he didn't want competition just because he didn't want the contract. Yeah, or because they, they, gave, they offered him this contract, which maybe was, tw- let's say it was $12 million base plus the incentives, blah, blah, blah. For but which could have you know led up to twenty million you know yada. And it made sense from his perspective though. Contract, too. yeah. This is so, this is a guy who came back from injury. Nobody thought he could. This is a guy who hasn't been able to have that opportunity right. to be the man. He wanted that opportunity. I can't blame him at all. Where Foles is a guy that's been through it all, and he's just happy to be able to have somebody still paying him after blowing a huge contract thrown at him, in a sense. Yeah, it just didn't well, pan yeah. out. Injury's not his fault. I get that, but no. like. Well, but I think he said it. He said this is this works out best for everybody. It works out best for the Jaguars, works out best for the Bears, yep. and it works out best for him. You know, yep. and and I think he's extremely confident that that it's going to work out. Like and he that. wants to start. I like that feeling. You know. And so speaking, I don't, like there's there's been a lot of talk about fandom too, and I think like I was at a place a couple years ago where it was like a. Uh, a mindset of this group gang bullshit mentality, but like it, we always used to shit on like national media. But I think as a Bears fan, you really have to sometimes take a step back, take those bear colored glasses off, and look at what the national perspective is because it really is an outside looking in perspective. Sometimes we get caught up in our Kool Aid. And Athletic did a uh, not that I'm really big on power rankings, but it gives you a feel of what people view the organization as. and they came out and did their own little like post free agency power rank and they had us 20th. So just to, <laughs> it was a little bit grounding, you know what I mean? And I understand it. We didn't live up to expectations last year, but we're thinking like fulls a starter. We got a chance to be in the Super Bowl with this defense and we're. But I, I like I like being. My there. defense is gonna I, be sick. Well, no, no, I really like being <laughs> there in the national media's eyes where it's like, yeah, they're 20th. But that's that's where oh, historically this team does well. The expectations are the worst thing that's ever happened to this organization. It is. It, it truly is. So, yep. so like, I'm good with, like... Sleep on them. That's where yeah, I want like, to be. Yeah, like, that's fine. You know, like, I would... I would... I've, and, and honestly, like, it, it's, it's easier to take if it doesn't go as well, too. Like, especially after we're so fresh off of this huge disappointment of last season. Like... I would personally just rather not have insanely high expectations for this team just because I I can't, like, right now, especially with everything going on and all this stuff, like, just from a like emotional, mental standpoint, like, I can't take another season of, like, thinking they're going to be so great and then watching that, you know? Like, yeah. We didn't even talk about the Robert Quinn presser. It's funny to hear the, like, the defensive like and quarterback killer like their interview is a total different ball game right like you got Foles mm-hmm. you know explaining everything breaking it all down sounding like really convincing Robert Quinn comes in and goes he's like I didn't even know Pagano was a coach until after I saw him but that's cool because he recruited me in college like it's like I'm just here basically I'm a hired hitman man coin flipping <laughs> like I flipped mm-hmm. the corn and I said okay Khalil Mack oh, yeah. and Goldman and Keem Hicks I'm good I don't even know who the coach is just I have to get the corn well, I mean, those, <laughs> yeah, those DN guys, those pure pass rusher guys. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're, they're just like not they're just, just setting the edge. No, yeah, right. Like they're just, but they literally are like hired hitmen. 
Yeah, and they're guys that, like, Good you one, could you literally, just like we did with Khalil Mack, they signed him, and, like, however many days later, he was on the damn field for the Bears wrecking shot like, yeah, in Lambeau. Like, oh, man, like, I like football. Right. Oh, man. Yeah, man. Right, but, like, that's the thing. It's, that's, it's very similar to, like, how basketball players can get signed, jump onto the new team, and drop 30 for their new team in, like, a heartbeat. A, a defensive player like that, they can just do that. I mean, especially a DN, he doesn't have to know the coverages. He doesn't have to know any of that crap. Like, go get the quarterback. No. <laughs> like, that's, <laughs> that's it. You know, like, only Fangio makes freaking people like Khalil Mack drop into coverage. Well, like, if these, do, you know, if these two stay healthy, if this defense stays healthy, it's going to be nasty. Safety is still a question mark, though. Deion Bush is not good enough. Yeah, man, but you know what? You can get away with average back there when you got this front mm. seven firing on all cylinders, man. You can, like, until you, you can do that until you can't do that, though. I think, I think Deion Bush is, is better than we're giving him credit for. There's um, some dudes in the draft, though, like that kid well, Chin. thought so well of him that we went that out and signed Chin, kid Chin's an athletic freak. And we went out and signed who? Well, we went out and signed Ha-Ha. Right. They found some right. Well, I think that was just like a, I don't know. Like, I think that. Winfield's kid out of the draft, though, we get him. I, did, yeah, I don't know that either of those guys are going to be there at 43 or 50, though. I'm just, but it, it, a lot of people are saying they will be. I mean, you bring in, you bring in one of those kids, too? Yeah, buddy. Right. No, I'm good with it. I mean, and, and safety's a kind of position I think that when you have a veteran in place they can come in and play right away. We need to bring in a kid that has that might the same... be the one place where Ryan Pace has actually had success in the draft. What we need in yeah. Yeah. Amos Sorry. and Jackson. Screw Amos. Like what we need is Mike Mike a Mike Brown protege. Like that's that's what we need right now. We get a dude like that. Yeah. You got that with Eddie, don't you? Mike like Brown? Johnny no, Mike Brown was an You want a hitter. Bro. Yeah, he was better than Amos. He had better ball skills. Yeah, I just I don't think that hitter guy is really like a thing Mike, anymore. Mike Brown could, Mike Brown could get could get picks too. This, no, I, I'm just I, saying. Yes, I agree. I mean, it's I love Mike Brown. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying I don't know if that's the mold you're really yeah. going this for. Front seven. I mean, I guess I'm not. I, I'm not against it. I'm just saying, like I don't. I would love Winfield or Chin. Either one, we're good. They'd be perfect yeah. compliments to Eddie. Well, you're just we'll see. Your claim, huh? I just I'm my just my feeling is that there's going to be a lot of skill position guys left at 43 and 50, and I don't know if Ryan Pace is going to have the willpower to to not take one. I mean, what if what if Rieger is there? And so as a safety, are you really gonna take a safety if you could get a speed, you know, like a, you know, or what if what if Taylor, the running back, drops to, to 43 or 50, and and you're sitting there like, you know, do I take a? Sa- I mean, I know people like Chin, but you're taking talking about a safety out of Southern Illinois, you know, like I, I feel better about Winfield, you know, uh, than I do. That you know, out of him, just because I don't know, you know, I'll take you the one you already got, you know. I agree, but I'm just saying, like, I feel like Pace is is really too much addicted to this best player available crap, and and I think he needs to be a little more need minded. And I know people will say, oh, that's not smart. That's why you do it. But it's like, 
you can't just it doesn't work like that. You have a roster. Like, I think you need factors into need factors into your grade though. Sure, it does. You don't draft just because so, there's a safety. So if a, you need a safety and there's yeah. a safety there, but he's like a fifth round safety, you don't draft but, him. In but the some second, people would say but. that that's not how you build your board. That you should build your board with need completely as a and then. And then it, and then I think it it has to factor, and it can't not factor, and that would be stupid as well. But in the top, in the top ten picks, it definitely factors in. If you don't need a quarterback and you have the number one pick, yeah, right. You know, what I mean, a team that's more quarterback needy may take that quarterback with the number one pick. It all there is a need, but need does factor in. It just, I think, it's just a nice cliche. But what if you? I mean. What if a team like I don't know like what's a good example of it like you know what if what if somebody with a quarterback somebody for whatever reason the Bengals decide not to take Burrow let's say that they they shock the world and take Chase Young you know you know does somebody and then Burrow starts to slide does somebody who has a quarterback take Burrow just because he's the best player available I don't know probably not right I mean because that's the thing like with a quarterback you can't. You know, you're gonna have to pay this guy big money. If he slips past the Bengals, the next who's the next team up? You Miami. I would see Miami, or uh, if I'm the Redskins and and he then the Bengals He's, don't take him, I absolutely take him. Yes. Who cares what how Haskins? Haskins like <clears throat> I don't give a crap about Haskins. Like, you know. The, the the Cardinals basically showed everybody like Young's there though and Riverboat Ron like you get really got oh decision, yeah right? he's gonna they're gonna yeah I mean I think they're gonna take Young I would take but, Young over Burrow but if if somehow Cincinnati botched this which is highly possible yeah you've got to <laughs> take that if for nothing else even if you don't ever plan on using him or playing him you've got his rights. So therefore, you have well, see, a bar- that's you've got where a bargaining things chip. can get crazy. Like you know, people can start getting wild and trading up. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, that's the thing too. Is is like, so what if, like, let's say that Jordan Love is sitting at there at it's the thirty first pick, and Jordan Love's sitting there. Does Ryan Pace give both his second round picks to move up to thirty two and and? Pick him like they did with Lamar Jackson and get him in the first round, so you get the fifth year, you know, He's not et cetera, a short et cetera. Thing either. He didn't have a great season. Like I don't know. I know, I don't but know people love that. people love love. I mean, They're like his measure. They have a hard on. Well, yeah, and then, but just his his traits and his and his, his twelve inch hands and sh- whatever it was. Right. I mean, just whatever, whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it. I mean, I don't personally think that he's shown me enough to 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 get that excited about. I'd be happy with um, Hertz or Gordon if they're gonna just sit and drive and a, pick a quarterback. 97 LeBaron. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean that's you know as long as I'm okay with them, I'm okay with them taking in the second round. I'm okay with Hertz if they took him at 50. Or Gordon, I would be. Uh, I don't think Gordon's a second round pick, but I'd be happy with they took Gordon. I just don't think Gordon. I don't think anybody thinks he's got a second round grade. No, I like Hertz and Gordon over From though. Oh my God, Fromm is dude. Like I don't get the Fromm thing. Like you watch him and it's just like, ugh. Like he's not terrible, but like he just nothing, nothing is special. Like nothing, nothing. great, but he's very safe. 
So, like, right, but there's so many games where it's like he threw for like 150 yards and they would say, well, Georgia defense, Georgia running game. It's college football, man. Like, if your quarterback can play, you're slinging the rock. I mean, Alabama quarterback. Gordon was up, slinging the freaking rock. He was like second in the nation in right, yards or like some if, shit. If, like, honestly, like, they, they Georgia blew it so hard by sticking with Fromm over Fields. I mean, are you kidding me? They could have had Fields. Like, and you think they would have been better off? Uh, yes. Like, you know, maybe they would have won some big games, actually. Mm. I mean, that's the other thing is Georgia's a freaking choke job every year. And who's the quarterback? From. Like, I don't know. I just don't – I don't get from. Like, I really don't. Like, and if and, – and I get what people like about him. He's just safe, like, uh, you know, makes the right call, blah, blah, blah. But Nick mm. Foles and – I don't even think he's Nick Foles. Like, he's Sorry, like, just you safe. Yeah. He's like, I don't think Seth. The thing about Foles is, I don't think he's safe. Foles is not safe. Foles is gonna throw some frustrating ass interceptions, guys. Like, he is gonna oh, throw the ball gotta... downfield, and he's gonna, he's gonna like. That's what people I think are like don't understand about Foles is that you watch him, he makes some fucking. Like crazy throws. He did it yeah. in the playoff game. Like he's throwing yeah. it to. I mean, he will just chuck it up there. I'm hoping we get to the level of Philly's O line, but we're not there yet. Like you got to remember what his his most success came behind a pretty damn good offensive line. Like best in the league offensive line. Well, Peters. yeah, but I but I also it's just arguably think- best one of the best in the league when they were doing their thing. Like they they were maulers. Right, but in the but the, there's also times where where he where that offensive line wasn't that great. They're I mean, pretty damn good. They are, they are. I mean, that Super Bowl season always, they were damn good. Yes, he chucks the ball up there. He takes chances. Uh, he's not a guy. He's it. he's Chelsea. yeah. He is not a safe safe. Oh, did you hear in the in his interview the only thing that was like oh. He was like, that Chicago wind was really bad. That throw to Golden Tate was just like, I'm like, uh. <laughs> I don't know how he caught it, but he did. That was wasn't like, reality, though. That ball was fine. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, uh, I just, I don't know. Whatever. I mean, I just think he, I think he will, he, he's, he's gonna, he's gonna chuck it up there enough to at least make the defense think about it a little bit. He admitted he struggled. This was one of the hardest games of his career, that playoff game against us. Yeah, I mean, he was playing against a damn good defense. And I and I do think that, you know, obviously if Eddie Jackson and Trey Burton play in that game, we win that game. I mean, mm-hmm. that's not, you know, it, it really was not about Parkey, even though it came down to Parkey. Like, I just think, you know, they need they need to be able to score some more points. Score a touchdown, I'm going to tell you. Yeah, be nice, right? Touchdowns win games. It's kind of a thing. I don't know. It's I, – I will say that I don't think anybody has any clue what Pace is going to do. No. People people all this week are – you know, uh, there's articles, you know, um, about this and that. You know, uh, Michael Lombardi saying, you know, that, you know, he, he's got this and that. Nobody knows. There's – Alice Hall has been a vault since Pace has been there. I, I give it that. You're you're damn right about that. Nobody leaks anything, and and in these what is times, Hall, Hall doesn't leak anything either. 
<laughs> so, you have to listen in then. Damn. All right, trying to, trying to get a little inside scoop. Yeah, we ain't got we got no scoops. Um, but that's what I'm saying. It's like nobody knows. Nobody knows. I mean, I, I did like the the Bears brawl did their mock, which I thought was good. And Brez had, I think, had a good thought that they could end up trading with the Patriots, who we often trade with, because the Patriots have no second round picks. They do have a lot of picks, but they have now. There's no Mitch in there, but they they you know trade down. And end up getting, uh, I think, a third and a fourth, and or something like that. Um, but it ended up getting them a lot more draft capital, which I thought was interesting because I, I do think that the, the Patriots would probably be interested in getting into the second round because they have no second round picks. So. Yeah, wait till they see our mocks. They haven't even seen shit. Although yet. it hasn't really, I mean, trading with the Patriots to move up hasn't worked. Um, yeah, wait till they see our mocks. Uh, it, bro, you want to mock? We're all about mocking. Yeah, mock out with a cock out, motherfucker. Mock these nuts. Jesus. <laughs> anyway, you guys can check that out. They've been, we've been, uh, the Brawl Network's been doing uh, each. Oh, cool. Thanks, guys. Sorry, I've been, I've been drinking. Each of the brawl, each of the brawl teams have been doing their picks. Um, yes, they have. Uh, with uh, our our boy Bridge. Um, oh. Yeah, so that's been happening. Check it out. I thought uh, it was kind of, you know, they're, they're, they kind of went chalk until, um, I don't know what team it was. They ended up taking that the guy out of Florida, which kind of surprised me. Um, but I don't know. I just, you know, I, the, the Windy City Gridirons are doing a mock draft with the with basically uh, all polls. People are just picking who they think they should get, and the Bears are ending up with all offensive linemen and that. So, point is that let them all mock, but they will not mock on the level we mock because we will mock like nobody mocks. Yeah. <laughs> I, to kill it's gonna be so ill. You gonna need some. We will be the mocks that ends all mocks. Stay tuned. To mock is to human. What? Anyway, uh, <laughs> check it out. Brawlnetwork.com. There's a bunch of stuff. There's lots of breakdowns. Uh, all the different teams. You can find out what your uh, competitor team is might be interested in. A lot of, lot of. If you do check out those other. Uh, Things that a lot of people angling for the same players, you know. Everybody wants uh, Brandon Ayuk and um, Hamler and uh, you know even Lavisca Chenault and some of these guys at wide receiver are getting a lot of a lot of talk. Same thing with the safeties, you know, yeah. Chin and Winfield. Yeah, a lot of teams are jocking these same players. Yeah, but you got it's going to be tough too um, to factor that in because Pace has invested. I mean, he traded off for Miller. Um, we got Wims. I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know how much. I think the Taylor letting Taylor Gabriel go was was a sign that they're ready for guys like Anthony Miller to, to step up. So it's it's going to be interesting to see, man. I, and, I, I mean, we still got Ridley. You think Gabriel gets let go if it's not for the concussions? I don't know. I don't. I don't know behind the scenes what was going on, but I think it, it was a. It was definitely a, a cap relief for them. Um, but I, I think that it, it was really hard to evaluate our guys with who we had playing QB. We can't have that Mitch again. We need right. it, and that that that's that's what's gonna. We're, we're really gonna get an honest evaluation of our talent with. I think with either Foles in there or Mitch good enough to beat Foles out. 
Well, that's why it I comes just, down to a point where that's a, and this is why I think Pace is not going to hold on to Mitch too tightly because when you he's miss got so much else riding on his other guys. Yes. Yeah. It like and and he screws up everything. Like having a bad quarterback screws up everything. So it's like it you does. draft a good running back and nobody knows because your quarterback is screwing up everything. You draft wide receivers and oh. nobody can find out because he can't get him the ball. So it's yep. like at some point, Pace has to you know realize even guys like Cohen that they're high on that haven't really been able yeah. to shift full potential because the the guy doesn't know how to even throw a freaking screen pass. Well, that's that's gonna be interesting. I mean, this is Cohen's contract year, right? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and we had the perfect replacement for him in Pittsburgh. Just scooped them up. Yep. Yep. There you go. My worst. But to me, honestly, though, like they can find another guy like that in the sixth round. Like, I'm not really worried about that. They can. Oh, this re- this receiver that I have to really get into it, but like this this receiver group's deep. Well, and we're running backs. I mean, you can find another speedy type of guy. Like, yeah. I, I don't really – like, the return game is so – such a non-thing anymore that I don't – I think Tariq Cohen's value is very low. I'd be very surprised if he's back next season. That's another guy that just popped in my mind, though, Patterson right. with Foles. Well, maybe. We'll see. I mean, uh, I would hope that – I mean, that, that I think was, was – that's that to me is on Nagy. Like you can't blame Mitch for for them not getting Patterson more involved in the offense in some other way besides a running back. He was on the field. It's just Mitch is only going to get his first read. He's only as good as his first read. Yeah, he didn't get a lot of snaps times. though. I mean, Patterson really didn't get a lot of offensive snaps. Like not as many as I thought he would get. Like after he 2000, he, Mitch wasn't spreading the ball like he should have either though. Yeah, I just feel like Nagy mm, at some was. point was just like fuck it, I can't. Like spreading the balls. Drink. Like I just, I just, I just think that at some point Nagy just gave up. Like after he tried so hard to get him going, it was just like, you know what? Fuck it. Like I can't do this anymore. We're gonna have to try to figure out a different way to do things. And by that point, it was like already gone to hell. Yeah. Or then you, or then you know what you'd get is you'd get one game where it's like, oh, the light went off, this magical light, and then they try it again, and nope, no more light. And it's like, yeah, because they played against the fucking Lions, like, who insists on playing man coverage, <laughs> you know, right. like, like you know, any team with a decent defense, like Mitch just blows. So it's like. You know they they can't count on that anymore, and and by that but point, we it was just but so we love the fun. fuck out of this team. End oh, of the, yeah. like end of the day, we Absolutely. love this team, bro. I, I, and it, no, it, no, like, yeah. like this is why. Yes, I am being negative on Mitch. We have for for us old Don't school get back fans, on the train once he no turns for around, for though. us old school fans. <laughs> we've been through quarterback fucking hell, and we've been waiting for a franchise quarterback our whole lives, and. Mitch hasn't been that, so it's okay if you're negative on it. It's okay if you haven't been around for all that and you're new to the game and you love Mitch and you really want to see him pan out because he's your first love. We've been through the bullshit. Like, we've been through the relationship bullshit. We've been divorced several so times. So it's okay where you're at with <laughs> as a fan. We all want to see this team succeed. If Mitch becomes that guy, great. But, like, this bullshit about, like, trying to, like, fan – like fan police bullshit like if you don't get on the mitch train now man i could punch my motherfucking ticket to that mitch train if mitch gets hot i will be on that mitch train 
Yeah, we we're old enough to remember pre-Cutler and yeah, so we got like we're gonna go. We're gonna go Hoyer. Fans, like yes, we will be yeah. on that train in first class. Like, yeah. come on now, man. Trying to fan like trying to fan please. Fuck out of here with that. Seriously. Yeah. We're gonna go. Please we're gonna go. We all want to see this team succeed. Like we, we want to talk about Hoyer. We want to talk about. Barkley, we're gonna talk about Clawson, we wanna talk about McCown, we wanna talk about I got a Mitch Jersey, I got a Mitch uh, autograph. You wanna, wanna talk about Caleb Haney, you wanna talk about Todd Collins, you wanna talk about Kyle Orton, you wanna talk about Rex Grossman, you wanna talk about Brian Greasy. Like keep dropping names. Don't, don't come at me, you punk ass Twitter seventeen year olds about the Mitch train. Like, bro, there is no Mitch train, there's the Bears train. Like, oh, we're on the Bears train. Like, that's the only train. And exactly. if they if they tell us that they're gonna start an offense with eleven tight ends and Trey Burton's the quarterback, well, and that's they win. For like, yeah, you want to be on that little engine that could bullshit? Right. That's cool. We, we're past that. We, we're on the we're on the Bears train, baby. Like some we don't twi- care. That's some yeah. Twitter gotcha garbage. Like you yeah. know, they want to go back and pull up tweets about this, that, and the other. Like go for it. You know what? Like I'm gonna still. Somebody I'm came a, at me about a tweet like three years ago to to Matt Miller. That's why I wanted to have him on because he did he when he came out with that tweet that after this move with Mitch Pace just sealed his fate, and that was from some high end executives and we were all well. Like, and that's the thing, and I gave him plenty of shit about that too. But he wasn't saying that himself. He was saying he heard. No, no, the, he was saying like a he legit heard somebody analysis. say that. But right. Now well, looking back, now we're like, oh, okay, right. it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, it does. I mean. <laughs> you, you never you, took Deshaun Watson out to eat. I don't want to talk about that now. It's going to get dark. I'm in quarantine, and you're bringing up Watson. <laughs> Ugh, Poor Watson, man. <laughs> Did you see that Bill Bryan tried to spin that Hopkins won a new contract now? That came out this past week yeah. with some interview. Like, Good luck with that. Come on. Come <laughs> on. So it's like, I'm getting killed here, David, and you took my one, my David, one weapon away. <laughs> David Johnson? Like, What? <laughs> <laughs> they, now they got like wow like what yeah. Watson's like you're taking like five JJ Watt's got to be like yeah. oh great I break my legs for this team I fucking damn near die in Chicago man what does that mean pull that off she's not gonna be in Chicago when that whole league I mean you think that league that she plays for is gonna last please yeah JJ can fund it no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> like, I mean, that's that's the other thing is that shit like that's gonna go away. You know what I mean? All these little upstart like this, that, and the other stuff. You know, I mean, it's gonna go away. Like they'll figure out a way. To, if they had to, they'd figure out a way to do football with no fans. You know, football can live, but like these other things that need the gate receipts and you know all this stuff like they can't the baseball's hurt and there's people restructuring their deals on their pays now and shit yeah same with same with uh, soccer i mean they're they're you know they're already talking about like minor league players i mean the minor league players are screwed in baseball basically yep. I mean, and, well, and if anybody else was back in the XFL besides Vince McMahon, I mean, that thing would be, be over, done. over. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, he's the only guy, you know, on that level that can absorb this, you know, kind of whatever. I'm going to step on my soapbox for a minute. Just hopefully mm-hmm. this wakes up people and they, they realize that part of the defense of this country has to has to be medical. 
and hopefully hopefully they get that shit straight so that we're not in this situation again like Ooh, you've got to invest started, in medical bro. defense we, we're fighting more yep. than just just the yep. other countries and their political views like we're fighting we're fighting right. viruses we're that fighting for our serious. fucking lives man that's what You're I'm saying. Like, for your lives. We need a medical defense team put in place and and invest into that. This is serious. We don't want to be in this situation again. Well, that's and all. that's the thing is that, like, and this is not partisan. It's not about who's in no, office. I'm centered politically, man. Who's I'm in office now. But people were talking about this in 2005. Presidents, you know, were talking about this Bill in Gates 2005. Bill Gates was talking about it in 15. Yep. Like, George Bush. <laughs> George Bush was talking about it in 2005. Yep. This is not a surprise. This oh no, I'm not getting into like not the candidates and all that shit. Right. As a as a country, we need to be taken seriously. Right. We need you know we need uh, leadership that cares about science, and so does football. <laughs> so does baseball. So does everything. I mean, world. you want to yes. go to a you want to go to a you want to go to a movie theater again. You want to go to a yeah, you want to go to a play again? You want to go? You want to send your kids to summer camp again? You want to go to? You want your kids to go to school? You want to? You know, I mean, colleges. You know, like you got 700 person freshman seminar classes, like at Harvard. Not like, not like at you know, like Joe Schmo Community College, like. You know, fifty thousand dollar a year colleges have you know 700 person classes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like little stadiums. Basically, these classes are. Oh, know, I'm a, like, it's, it's definitely sim- simpler in its thought process. But I'm a diehard Bears fan. I want to meet you guys up for a game. But like September, right. October, I'm not going to be ready. I'm, I'm not. I think oh. you're, you're with the majority. Right. Yeah. And, I really think you are. It'd be very and, tough. And I'll tell you what. If at the end of April, you know, the way things are going, if they said, "Oh, school's open," I got real long pause about sending my kids to school. Yeah. Like. My wife's like, a teacher too, so it's like, how right. do I? Eat? Right. So I'm saying, we well, the teachers, the, the teachers' unions will never. The, the the government could say it, but the teachers' unions will never let it happen. It's crazy though. Like honestly, her being a teacher, like I wish she could have some downtime. Like right now, what they're doing mm-hmm. on the these programs, man. Like they're she's she was working today all day on it because right. of what's happening. Like the networks are are so backed up that like for her to download mm-hmm. a video for her classroom's taking like five hours for like a thirty minute video. Yeah, it's, it's insane. Crazy. Well, she's and, working and more now at home than she was right. in school because well, right. it, it, she's trying to keep the parents all happy and like it's it's right. it, it kind of sucks too because the the district she's in like some of the parents are like don't even have cars and shit mm-hmm. so like the, the schools are uh, offering technology but some of these people don't have internet and they don't have yeah. they won't even call to get it <laughs> like, well, like giving away free internet here, here here locally they're only doing it three days a week. Oh, they're doing just my because of that. Oh my yeah, first... I mean, you can see my kid. My kid, they're doing it, and like half the kids in his class are not checked in. Haven't they've it's been crazy. doing it for like a week? So like, like your they... kid's doing it, but the kid's not checked in. They're just gonna pass them through. I don't know. It's it's gonna be interesting. Like you know, how, I don't know. So it's weird. I'm just like, you know, we're we keep doing what we're doing. I'm glad. I'm grateful that the NFL, you know, is is continuing to do what it's gonna do. As far as I'm concerned, like a lot of people say, well, they shouldn't. 
everybody needs to figure out how to move forward. Like yes. we have to be smart. We can't take stupid risks, but everybody, every business has to figure out how to move forward. I don't know. I, I run restaurants. I don't know how any of this is going to become normal enough to, from, from, you know, I'm like, I'm going to have to go into the grocery business. I mean, to be quite honest with you, because I don't know what restaurants are going to look like after this. I just don't like, you know, and I can tell you that nursing is going to look a lot different than it's ever looked. And it should because the travesties that are happening to in the nursing business right now about PPEs, about things like this are uncalled for. You know, I think you guys are going to be over overly stocked after this. Good, I think. think yeah, we should, it should be. Yes, that is, part, that is that is part of the problem. We got as a, you know, as a world, as say, the world got caught with their pants down, but we definitely need to be stop, overstocked. The thing is, is our pants were down because we let them down. Anyway, right. anyway, yeah. shout right. out Christina Robles. She's working in the hospital area. She's a good friend with Zeke. You know. And, well, and shout she's out, having to deal with this every day and has to gown up and has there, to. You are too honestly nice like, thank, thank you, Jer, for what you do. And thank I'm everybody that might be listening just, that, that, you know, is a first responder and is out there on the front lines, you know, dealing thanks, with bro. this. I mean, I could, you know, like, I, honestly, like, I was halfway to a, I was halfway to a, Panic attack in Target today with a mask and gloves on, sweating, Boy, and trying to find, feel, trying to it? find shit, you know, and worried and look, you know, looking this way, looking that way, worried about, you know, are they cleaning the, the people working in the, the stores? That's what I'm saying. Like yeah, I, I can't. Man. I, I'm having a freaking hard time shopping. It's not important. I can walk out of that store and everything's fine. I mean, I can't even imagine be being in a, you know. Uh, a hospital and 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 being life or death and worrying about you know are you gonna go home to your kids you know are you gonna bring it home? Stores like yeah, insane. my mom's a cashier at Whole Foods. They, they, how stressful? How stressful is that right now? I I it's very stressful. She and I asked her today. She said, I said, are you giving you masks? She said, no, we have to provide our own masks. I said, yeah. really, Jeff Bezos, really. That's a, this guy's making freaking money hand over fist right now from Amazon and Whole Foods. He's not he's not hurting. He's just donated he's 100 a hundred million. Yeah, but he's making you know, a that's mint. part of the problem. That's part of the problem with the structure of how this all went down. Right. There's not enough to go around. And, yeah, and, get, and guess where Amazon we get most of our shit though. from? Where's all our China. shit come from? Yeah. China. I know. I mean, and mass, they weren't even mass, allowing the KN95s. Robert Kraft freaking threw some in. It's yeah, not like it can't he, happen. He, but he did an end around. I mean, he basically just threw his rich guy balls out on the table and was like, I'm flying the fucking Patriots plane to China. We're picking up the shit and we're coming back and you ain't saying nothing about it. Right. Like, that's basically what he did. And we're like, doing, and I'll, be, I'll be honest with you, shit. in some places, that's what we're doing. <laughs> right. Well, they need to. Like, we're going to we get out the airlines, fly over there and grab them, man. It's time well, the and, red tape and the bullshit. Right. Well, and that's that's a big thing. Uh, that it's getting political. <laughs> I, but it's not getting too political. But that's the thing that just went on. Like, I mean, there's a whole big thing with 3M, you know. Yep. Like, you know that that basically 
I don't know. So it's it's just wild. So the point is is that keep your head on a swivel. Let's 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 all try to do the right things, and it's gonna get even harder to do that when it gets warm. But just you've got to try to to you know think about the future <laughs> a yeah. little bit. You Enjoy know. your time with your families. Like it sucks that we're in this predicament, but I think at the that same might time, be the best things that that have happened through this is the times. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm time with family and friends. The world gets and, shit gets busy, man. We were running like. How everything. important is that restaurant? How important? You know what I'm saying? I'm no. Right. Yeah. I mean, I get it, but it, no, it, I get it, it. it allows you to get perspective. Why? Well, we're gonna get to we're gonna get to know our kids better than we ever have, and things are definitely slow down. And it chill. makes you realize like how much time you were actually spending doing nothing. Yeah. Like running, just shopping, run. driving, like you know, whatever. Kids have like, so many just, commitments. Like now, it's yeah. just nice and chilled out. Right. So yeah, I mean, you know, there are silver linings to things. I'm trying to trying know, to twist it. Figure out silver linings. Figure out ways Figure out ways to figure out ways to make it positive. To help where you can and to make the best of it and. To just push forward and not I, – I just think that what we can't necessarily do is sit here and act like we're in COVID-19 jail and at some point someone's just going to let us out because it's not – like you, you have to really take stock and say, okay, what if this was it? Like my job – I'm already thinking about the fact that my job may never come back as I knew it. Yeah. So am I just going to be like, oh, well, like – no, I'm gonna figure out something else to fucking do. Right, but I'm just you saying know, in the like, in the moment we just gotta right. try to spin it positively and enjoy right. what we have and appreciate it. Like, right. Right, and if that's if that's the NFL draft, I mean, today they were playing the uh, Bears Cardinals from 2006 on the radio. Like, oh, really? I was that was nice. Like after being stressed out in Target, I was driving, I was listening to Joniak and uh, you know, uh, listening to 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 uh, the Cardinals go right down the field on the first drive and yeah <laughs> I was like wow this is I forgot it's weird before, isn't it before that great comeback <laughs> like like they got moved on yep. so you know just it's just strange like it's like it's like what is happening right now like I'm listening to re, you know and we're watching 2015 games and you know, a lot of people have been watching old Bulls games that might not have necessarily watched it. We're going to get to see this Jordan documentary, and, and it's going to take more of a center stage than it might have otherwise. And You know, it was one of the most interesting games. I was very young. I was, I was pretty young during the Fog Bowl, but I was listening to it on the radio. Mm. That was a wild game to hear broadcast, man. Like, I, I wish I could – actually, I'm going to look that up because that was so wild. That's and now it's just really sure, like, – they can barely crazy. see shit. Yeah, it was uh, God. He's the Packers guy now. What's his name? Oh, I forget. He was ours, yeah. and then mm-hmm. he was making the the calls on that game. So. Anyway, so we'll wrap it up. But thanks for listening. Thanks for you know uh, supporting, and we do appreciate um, you know everybody out there. And we hope I that appreciate we, you guys you, too, man. This is yeah, great. You guys are keeping me sane. You know what I mean. It's a hopefully, escape. hopefully you guys, you know, that are listening out there have a little escape. Hopefully we didn't get too downery for you, but we are, no. you know, we're real people, you know, we know everybody's going through it, you know, just like we are. And, and, and I'm all for escapism, but at the same time, it's like, 
you don't want to act like nothing's happening either. Right. So just we appreciate dominate, it. It dominates our daily conversation in life. It's a tailgate, Period. man. We're just tailgating, kicking it, talking. And, you talking know, real man. talk. This is real That's talk. It. It's what we would talk about if we were sitting right next to each other. Right. I hope everybody out there is healthy. I hope your loved ones are healthy. Right. I hope we get through this, man. It's a wild time. So we had to talk about it. It's right. It's and everywhere. This, you know, everybody, do your best to, to to pay attention and listen to to the cautious people. You know. Yeah, man. I think the next time like, you think about, okay, I'll just I'll just go ahead and spit this. And mm-hmm. the next time you think about doing something crazy, next time you think about going out and just wilding out and you want to go to like the bar or whatever in the future think about that nurse think about that nurse that has to glove up and look at you and take care of you think about think about the doctor think about the patient care tech that has to take care of a family member you have to think you cannot think about yourself in this. This is not a selfish situation. You have to think selflessly and live selflessly because other lives depend on it. Oh, and that's honestly, that's, that's, no, that's I, what I we, agree, should, we, should, we should live that way anyway. you got to be you know careful I mean? of bars like, anyway. The German festival shitholes most of the nobody time. Nobody wants, you know, I mean, but that goes for like, you know, if none of this has ever happened, it's like, you get in a car and, and drive drunk, and somebody's gotta somebody's gotta save your ass, yeah. <laughs> like, or you know, save somebody else's ass if you, you know, crash into them or whatever. Like, you know, I think it's gonna, I mean, it's far, gonna change. It's gonna change bars too. Life has changed. Life has changed too, now. Far too often do we take for granted these people, you know, in our in in the world. You know, everybody wants to be on this. You know, f the cops thing until they have to call them you know what i mean like everybody likes to spit that you know like oh you know you know cops are messing with me this that and it's like cops don't mess with most people you know what i mean cops mess with plenty of people but at the end of the day cops are people too and when you call them they're going to show up no matter what the hell is going down you know same thing with ambulance firemen nurses er people you know whatever off-duty doctors, you know, whatever the case may be, these are the people that rush in when everybody else is rushing out. So just, you know, like Jerry said, think about somebody else besides your fucking self. <laughs> you know, you like and if you got extra supplies laying around, donate them. Absolutely. Absolutely. We spent I spent all Friday night, me and my girlfriend, I well, was it Friday night? No, it was Saturday night. Last night. Dave she had the uh, sewing machine go and make a mask. Mm-hmm. And I just got off work and we're doing what we can, you know. Yep. Everybody, if you've got the talent and you've got the time and you've got the effort, you can make a difference. Mm-hmm. It's Absolutely. up to you. Can you get me yep. a, some bears covers for our masks? Mm. People have been asking for those. A bunch of I bears can, Twitter people I can make that happen. Have, been, have been, you know, well, you can protect the mask. You can actually protect the mask that you need and That's wash the, the cover. Thing. Yeah. That's exactly right. what I do with my job right now. Yep. I have to wear it for, eight, well, this week it'll be three twelves for sure. Then you can wash so it right away. 12 hours with a mask that's already two weeks in because supplies are low. Yeah. And 
This well, I mean, luckily I have like two that I can use for the group. And I work for a like, great company. Don't get me yeah. wrong. I, my company is actually one of the better ones. And it's a struggle to get PPE. Well, it's not their fault. I mean, <laughs> no, it's it's yeah. the private. You had you had people fighting. You know, they amongst... they just yeah you know, they found people hoarding stuff. I mean, just stop yeah. damn hoarding two people. All right. Well, that's I, it. I mean, work it more. I'm just saying, working for electric utility, we have PPE, everything we need, and it's it's rotated. You, you send it out to get tested and get new stuff in right away because they have to. You test live all, in a all. different world than nursing. But it has to be the same. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm right. Well, that should be prioritized. Just as highly, like I'm essential. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. That's All it. Right. We're good. Yeah, because it's going down a different you rabbit said hole. It. No, I love it's, you guys. It's, not that. it's just you know, people are still listening. It needs to, this to be. Point. It needs to be talked about. <laughs> it does. Um, thanks for listening. We appreciate you. Just another episode of the Tailgate Show. Um, Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> We're all handsy over there. The bears. The one love. Just one love. It's all you know.